Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Philippians. Today is episode 639, and we're looking at Philippians chapter 1, verses 12 to 14. Let's read our passage. Now, I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually advanced the gospel, so that it has become known throughout the whole imperial guard and to everyone else that my imprisonment is because I am in Christ. Most of the brothers have gained confidence in the Lord for my imprisonment, and dare even more to speak the word fearlessly. This is Paul's letter to the church in Philippi. Paul's had a long, ongoing relationship with the Philippian church. They've supported him throughout his ministry. Paul's now in Rome in this two-year imprisonment. It's probably toward the end of that two-year period, and he's writing this letter to encourage them. They had just sent Epaphroditus with a monetary gift to help support Paul, and Paul's now sending Epaphroditus back to Philippi with this letter. Now, he's in this opening section where he's talking about how he prays for them, and he's given thanks for their partnership in the gospel. Now he's going to talk to more about his ministry of the gospel. So verse 12, he says, Now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually advanced the gospel. Well, at a high level, he's imprisoned. He's had a lot of bad things happen to him. Many of the things that have happened along the line, you would think, well, that's the end of Paul's ministry, perhaps the end of Christianity. But Paul says, no, God's used these things to actually bring the gospel forward. Now, the word advanced, there's a nuance there. It's often used in the point of like a a military army advancing. It's advancing against obstacles. And so the gospel has advanced, not in spite of his circumstances, but through them. That's what we see often in the biblical narrative. God uses sinful actions to advance his plan. He can use the simple actions of anyone to bring about what he wants to make happen. Now, he says, what has happened to me? What has happened to him? Well, a lot. So if you just go back to when he took the collection to Jerusalem, there were a lot of untrue rumors being spread about him, and people made accusations and actually seized him in the temple area. There was a riot where people trying to kill him till the army intervened, and then there was a plot to kill him while he was in the custody of the soldiers. And so the commander of the army garrison sent Paul to Caesarea, the headquarters of the Roman governor in that area. And Paul was held for two years in Caesarea. Then he made his appeal to Caesar, and so he made this long journey to Rome, in which part of it was involved a shipwreck. They finally got to Rome and was placed under house arrest for two years, and he's now has this impending trial looming. Now, that's probably the focus of it, is the time in Rome, his house arrest and impending trial. That is what he's really talking about here, but all of it has advanced the gospel. So his circumstances in Rome, though, he continues talking about verse 13 so that has become known throughout the whole imperial guard and to everyone else that my imprisonment is because I am in Christ. So everyone sees the truth, is essentially what he's saying here, that 
The whole reason he's under house arrest, the whole reason he's awaiting a trial is because he is a Christian. If he would renounce Christianity, he'd be released. And that's become obvious to everyone, everyone in Rome, particularly the whole imperial guard. Now, the word gets translated as imperial guard is the word praetorium, which actually refers to the military headquarters. So it's really a place. And the knowledge of Paul's situation is spread throughout the whole place, the whole praetorium. So while he's using the word for the place, it's really referring to all the people of the place. It must be like saying that this rumor has spread throughout the entire school. Well, school means the building. But when you say that, you're talking about the people. So when he says it's spread throughout the whole praetorium, it means through the people, the organization, all of the military members of the praetorium. Now, the Imperial Guard, the Praetorian Guard, they're the only Roman soldiers that are actually stationed in Rome. There's a long history of civil wars, and they didn't like regular army to be in or near Rome. So it was just the Imperial Guard, the Praetorian Guard, were the only actual soldiers stationed in Rome itself. And so when he says throughout the Imperial Guard, it, it's a fairly large group, thousands of military members he's talking about. Now, is he saying every single one of them knows about him? No, but what he's speaking here is this is spread. So it's not just a small little enclave of soldiers. It's the stories about Paul. Paul's probably a fairly famous prisoner. And during this two-year period of time, a lot of soldiers rotate through watching him and seeing him write the letters, dictate the letters, and people coming and going and hearing all the stories about Paul, Paul's probably pretty well known throughout the ranks of the Roman guard. And he mentions, and everyone else. There's no secrets in something like this. Everybody's heard about Paul and knows what's going on here. Now, important to note here, he is not at the Praetorium. Paul is in this rented house that he is renting. Now, we know if it's a whole house, just a room in a house, or what, but Paul has his own place of lodging where he lives, and the Roman guards just rotate through him, keeping him under guard as he pays his own way. Now, verse 14, he says, Most of the brothers have gained confidence in the Lord for my imprisonment, and dare even more to speak the word fearlessly. This is interesting. You might think that seeing Paul arrested and imprisoned would make the Christians afraid. And possibly that was the initial reaction. It's always the fear of, well, if that's how they treat Christians, uh, that could happen to me too. However, seeing Paul's boldness, seeing Paul's confidence, seeing Paul being empowered by God, and what's going on with Paul actually has given them confidence and boldness to speak about their faith. And notice he says, confidence in the Lord. So it's not confidence in Paul, it's confidence in the Lord because they've seen the Lord acting in Paul's life. There's a lesson there that our confidence, our boldness, our faithful living encourages others to live faithfully. Through this whole sequence of events that Paul has gone through, it's interesting to see how things have 
stepped up as Paul traveled around through Asia and Europe. He planted churches, he encountered people, he preached the gospel. But after he got back to Jerusalem following his third missionary journey, things really got kicked up to a higher level where he's dealing face-to-face with the Sanhedrin, the ruling council of Jerusalem. And they're so threatened by him, they plot to kill him. He's then moved to the Roman governor's headquarters in Caesarea, and he spends two years there, and he regularly is brought to the Roman governor because the Roman governor was intrigued by Paul and wanted to hear what Paul had to say. He never came to faith, but he had these conversations with Paul. Now, Paul was held a prisoner there at the Roman governor's complex for these two years, so he was dealing with the guards all the time, the military, and so he had a lot of influence with them, and the fact that he is this favored prisoner of the governor who's brought to speak to the governor all the time about these high-level matters is probably well known amongst the troops. And then when the governorship changes over, the new governor comes in, interviews Paul, doesn't know exactly what to do with him, and even has him speak to King Herod Agrippa. So Paul's now speaking to governors and kings, high-level officials in the government. And then when he appeals to Caesar and is taken to Rome, now he's under house arrest and is speaking to all these people within the Roman army at high levels. And we don't know who else he's speaking to. So, so God has used Paul's circumstances to speak to people that Christians would never have had access to before. Governors, kings, high-level officials in Rome itself. And all that is how God has used circumstances to further his plan. So Paul speaking here, uh, he ends this section with most of the brothers have gained confidence. So not everybody, but most of them. And he's speaking favorably. So he's ending this section on a positive note of those who have been encouraged and emboldened by what's going on with Paul. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Philippians.